My name is Nicole Block, and I'm joined today by Becca Ramadi. She is the vice president for uh, TAAEF. She will be handling all of the Facebook and chats, any comments that you guys might have. Um, and then she'll definitely pipe in, as I know she's super passionate about what we're going to talk about. So welcome, Becca. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and as you've you know, seen in past episodes, we're doing hints from HR. So we're looking to resources in our industry uh, that we feel can you know, lend value, um, lend their experience, and just spend some time with everyone here. Uh, so today we are extremely lucky to have Amanda Kyson with Graystar. She has over 10 years of experience in the recruitment world, but she is their senior, make sure I get it right, the senior talent acquisition advisor for Graystar. So welcome, Amanda. We are really excited that you're here. So welcome, welcome. Yes. Hi, everyone. And then getting to know Amanda, we have quickly realized that we're going to become best friends after this. Um, So we have uh, just lots of great conversations, and I hope that you guys get so much out of this as she has a wealth of knowledge. So we'll go ahead and and kick into it right now. Um, So Amanda, I know that with with Graystar, you had talked to me about um, you already used virtual platforms kind of prior to COVID, Um, but if you can kind of talk to us about how you've handled it in the past as far as virtual interviewing and then how it's changed with COVID, I think that would be really beneficial for everybody. Yeah, I've always used virtual interviewing, um, you know, before, you know, pre-COVID. And at the time at Graysar, we used Skype business. And once, you know, COVID hit, you know, we had to open, you know, the platforms up, right? Because we had to cater, you know, to different candidates and what platforms they can use. And one thing um, to keep in mind is that there's Teams, there's Zoom, there's, I mean, plethora stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember when COVID hit, I, didn't, I wasn't familiar with Zoom. And I had a candidate like, hey, can we connect on Zoom? And I want to make sure that um, I cater to this candidate. They still had a similar experience as an in-person interview. Right. I, I'll admit, I phoned a friend. Uh, mm-hmm. And I asked, I was like, hey, can I send you a Zoom link? Because I'm trying to figure out how this works, right? And if it works externally, if I'm sending it from a business email, how it all works. And for about like 15, 30 minutes, I played on the platform, um, even did an interview with a friend to see how it worked and how it would work on an external end. Zoom is just one. I mean, you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, you use Skype. Um, I've seen people wanting to do FaceTime. Microsoft yes. Teams, Ring yes. Central, you know, yes. and if anyone else wants to drop any other ones in the chat, we would love to. I'm sure yes. there are more than what we've been experiencing. Yes. Um, but to your point, you know, you as an operator had to learn that platform. And so yes. imagine as an interviewee, a candidate, you know, you if you're multiply, you know, multiply that by as many companies as you're interviewing with, you have to learn their processes as well. And so mm-hmm. what would you say that experience has taught you as far as how you approach you know, that, that candidate now, since it does, does add a little bit of stress, you know, sometimes how has that changed your perspective? Um, You know what? One thing is that I will say is that as with the situation and being an interview is just to adapt and adjust to the situation. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause there's times like, Hey, I might schedule a teams, a candidate might join the call, but we're having technical difficulties. So mm-hmm. trying to adjust and make the whole time, make that candidate feel comfortable, right? Don't, because you know, they're already nervous, right? They're already coming to the interview feeling nervous, but how can we make them feel comfortable? So 
So the next step is like, hey, what do you feel comfortable? What platform do you feel comfortable using? Do you have an iPhone? I can FaceTime you. Let me be the one being the interviewer to adjust the situation and make you feel comfortable so that we can continue the process. And that's a really great point. And I think that that's something that, you know, even at my company that, that I'll, I'll take from this call is that, you know, our, our goal is to make the candidate feel comfortable. And it's really on us as operators to, to speak those multiple languages. Because, um, again, they're, they're, they're all different you know, experience levels with the technology and it's constantly changing. So I think that that's something that I think operators should take note of is that we should learn or ask that candidate what they're comfortable with. You know, if they do have an iPhone, FaceTime is pretty easy for everyone. Yeah. It is um, not difficult to figure out, um, but it is a different platform. Whereas my company uses RingCentral, mm-hmm. and I know our recruiters have had to, you know, walk people through that process and get them set up and they download an app. And, you know, in order to prepare for the interview, um, I think that's something to take away is that, you know, maybe we can we can look at the other venues. Um, I have had feedback before, too, to where people that want to interview through Microsoft Teams, mm-hmm. as far as operators, if someone only has a Gmail account, they're not in, they're not in that Microsoft team. So we're sending them an invite to an interview that they can't participate in, you know? And yeah, so, yeah, it's a, yeah. so just like you said, that grace, you know, mm-hmm. think about it from the interviewee, the candidate's perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I'm not able to talk. They can't see mm-hmm. me. I'm late and I'm freaking out. I'm starting to sweat, yeah. you know, or whatever those yeah. things, you know, um, and we're having to talk them down from the ledge. So I think that that is, that's really key. And I appreciate you saying that you learned all the different ones um, as opposed to having the candidate have to do that. So I think yeah. that's really poignant. Right. Here's a yeah. couple extra, a couple other ones that we see in the chat. A couple okay. from Google, Google Meet oh, and yeah. Google Duo, which I've never heard of. So thanks mm-hmm. for that one, Cody. Uh, you know, one thing I will always say, especially, you know, during this time is that you, even though it's virtual, to still always treat it as an in-person you know, Mm -hmm. minus the technology for the moment, right? Mm -hmm. But to always treat it as an interviewer or a hiring manager interviewing candidate, make sure you're prepared. Come prepared. That's where you test your technology first. Test your lighting, test your microphone five minutes before um, the interview. Have the job description printed out. Have the Mm -hmm. interview notes printed out. Make sure you're dressed professional because your expectations also for the candidate um, to dress professional and just yeah. have everything set up that once you do the virtual interview, you're already prepared. Yeah, no. And I think that that, that preparation is key. And, and I think that sometimes we forget that, you know, I think mm-hmm. we get used to, you know, working from home. Um, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, you have your, your suit coat on and, you know, yeah. your pajamas on too. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all, we all, we've all been there. Admit it, admit it, yeah. all admit it. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I think that, Thinking about preparation for the interview is key. So yes, mm-hmm. you know, being punctual means you're arriving at that technology ready to go. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't tested the technology, how many times are you scrambling going, oh my gosh, I can't get in. Yeah. Um, so that definitely adds to it. But the professionalism is something that I think, you know, from my perspective, and you can share any experience that you have, I, I mm-hmm. think people have forgotten about that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the biggest learning curve because professionalism isn't just what, you know, you physically are wearing. It's mm-hmm. understanding your environment and how yeah. you're projecting yourself on screen. If, you know, if I'm doing this Facebook live, but I'm looking down like this at my notes the whole time, you know, that I haven't prepared, you know, I have to be able to look at the camera <laughs> yes. and know, and that's a skill. I had to learn that. I'm not mm-hmm. used to talking to people. I'm used to looking at you. If I look at you right now, I'm yeah. looking down, you know, yeah. so I have to see you in my periphery and stare and look at the camera. 
Um, so I think that those are things that people are, you know, missing, you know, maybe uh, you know, here and there. Um, and I have some, you know, experiences I can share, but I'd love to kick it over to you um, of some, some things you've seen as you've been interviewing that, that uh, people might've forgotten. <laughs> you know, and I, I wouldn't say seen, but some of the stuff that I've heard, um, especially yeah. from my regionals is that um, the distraction, right? The mm-hmm. distraction um, where when you're conducting an interview, or even if you're the candidate, um, as similar to any other interview, it's a meeting time, right? So designate mm-hmm. that time. Right. I had a call from a regional that called me and was like, Amanda, she was touring her property and talking to her employees while we were interviewing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, not Hey, you know, so that's not something you, when you're designating time for interview, designate that time. Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I mean, if you're, you, you know, to your point, when I'm going to interview physically at someone's office, Mm -hmm. I don't invite them to my property to walk property with me. You know, I'm going to go to their physical office and, and designate that time. And I think that that that's very key or you'll see distractions, people walking behind. Yes. if they're able to ignore it, then hey, that's that's just everyday meeting on Zoom these days, right? So I mean, we're we don't judge, I, I guarantee. But if they turn around and I've had people turn around and talk to them in the interview, not just saying, "Hey, give me a minute," but like yeah. saying, <laughs> continuing the conversation, like, "Oh, is there a third person I should be looking to right now?" Wait a minute. Um, so I, I think that's poignant too. Mm-hmm. Um, but but one of the things that you and I had talked about is having the candidate remember to focus on their camera, you know, so yes. sometimes, yes. you know, you mentioned that yes. job description and their resume, but talk a little bit about how they position it with their, and maybe with some of the things you might see if they yes. don't position it right. No, no, no. Very important. The same thing for a candidate as well is to come prepared. I mm-hmm. usually recommend um, when I'm speaking to a candidate before they join a virtual call or a meeting, it's a log on five minutes, right? Cause you know, we're going to be prepared. We want you to be prepared. Check mm-hmm. your technology. Make sure when you're interviewing, because there was experience where when she logged in, I saw her neck right. or a candidate's neck, right? And I was like, okay, let's move your you know camera down so you know we can see eye to eye. Um, but keeping that in mind, as well as what you noted, Nicole, that you know oh, yeah. we we might be professional up, you know, in pajamas on the bottom, but make sure we keep that image of our professional attire. Because I think, was it you that quoted that, you know, yeah. we saw someone that, you know, all that wasn't professional all the way, right? And shorts no. on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, Amanda, from when we did our, our back and forth in preparation for this call. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I did have an interview with someone who set the, um, maybe her laptop on the ground yeah. um, or on a lower space and yes. then and sat. And so as she was... You know, we get nervous during interviews and maybe yeah. sometimes you rock back and forth or, you, yeah. you know, kind of when so when she was rocking, it was changing the camera's view. And I could yeah. see she was wearing shorts with her legs crossed, you know, underneath. And so her legs were kicking up. But because she had either her resume or her job, the job description up on the camera, as far as her view, yeah. she didn't have the camera as her view. So she was unaware that that was happening. And so yeah. when we were talking about things that you prepare for a little bit differently. Yeah. than you would for an in-person interview. That's one thing is that you need to always know what the camera is showing mm-hmm. so you can make adjustments mm-hmm. as necessary. So if yeah. you only have one screen and you pull up the resume, the camera yeah. is still filming. You. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, one of my one of my favorite things that I've learned during COVID and being on Zoom so much mm-hmm. is to raise up your computer. So okay. I have my laptop on a box Good. so that I'm eyeline my eyeline is with the with the camera. So I think that's a really good tip to pass on is just raise it up so that you're the same at the same eye level as your computer. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. Hey, and I'm, there's no shame in my game. It makes me look thinner. So, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I mean, if you lift up the camera and angle it back, it takes off at least 10 pounds. So (laughs) there is your health tip for 2021. Uh, If you have it, you know, we also don't want to be looking up anybody's nose that happens or to Amanda's point, all you saw was a neck. Uh, we don't yeah. really understand what they're interviewing, what that means, but yeah. you know, but they're just not self-aware. And yeah. so those are different ways we have to prepare mm-hmm. for a virtual interview as opposed to a traditional one, because you wouldn't have to think, how are they viewing me? Because you're sitting in front of them, you know? So it definitely changes that a little bit. Yeah, And as an interview, I think it's okay to tell the candidate, just like when, you know, I only saw someone's neck for a while and she didn't notice. I was like, okay, Hey, you know, so-and-so get, let, let's move your camera. Cause you know, I want to see you eye to eye, you know, so we can have this, you know, great conversation. Um, okay. So it's okay Absolutely. to note it, right? It's okay Absolutely. to tell them. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, you want them to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I would be mortified if I went through, you know, this entire thing and had some, you know, some big thing on my cheek and Becca <laughs> didn't say anything to me or whatever. Right. It's just, yeah. if you said, Hey, Nicole, something's on your cheek. I can take a look. I'm like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. It, you, it's just human nature. And it, I think it's, you know, it kind of sets up the transparency. You know, we have to Mm -hmm. to be very transparent in our interview process and hope that we convey our energy and our intention just as we would in person. It's pretty wild though. But but as far as preparation, you know, you did mention, you know, still reviewing the job description, going in with the technology, preparing Mm -hmm. for the interview just as you would, you know, if you're walking in their door. Um, Is there anything else that you would add? And you mentioned lighting. I think that was another one that's key. Checking your microphone, just like prior to this call, I was on my AirPods and you guys were telling me, it's like, hey, you have an echo, you know? So I switched to my wired one. Um, Or even if it's sometimes better to use the speaker, um, just checking all those like pieces off, right? But being, you know, trying to time it where there's no distractions if possible. Um, I'll be very transparent with me. And there was more learning lessons for me at Graystar. Everyone knows my twins. Okay. I'm a set of twin boys and I had to move my home office several times <laughs> because of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, cause I can meet them out, but then people on the call can hear them. So just right. keeping that in mind, you know, if you're able to prevent that, you know, try to do as much as you can. But again, it humanizes us. You know, Mm -hmm. we're talking about grace and grit. And that's what's really gotten us through 2020 um, and what's going to get us through 2021. But you stay focused. You stay the course. We stay with the conversation. That says more about the candidate sometimes, right? Because the circumstances are going to be what they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so we've talked a little bit about what you've seen prior to, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. COVID uh, and the pandemic. And then we've talked a little bit about how it's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about disruptors. So mm-hmm. in our industry, you know, a disruptor is something that comes in and kind of flips it on, flips us on our ear sometimes. And, and many times it comes from outside of our industry. You know, mm-hmm. too many times we are, we're kind of blinded by what we do. We are multifamily, you know, what are our yeah. competitors doing, but yeah. it's kind of the same Kool-Aid we're all drinking. And yeah. I'll give you an example, Amanda. You know, we changed our pricing model about 20 years ago yeah. to 
to match and mirror the airlines, you know, more mm-hmm. of an on-demand type, you know, pricing with like, you know, yeah. some of the, the, the pricing systems that we have out there. That mm-hmm. was an example of a disruptor. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when you and I were talking earlier, mm-hmm. I think there are some disruptors. I mean, one of them being COVID-19, but yeah. I think there are some disruptors <laughs> that other industries are using yeah. um, that could potentially kind of weave their way into multifamily yeah. with regards to virtual uh, the virtual interviewing and actually yeah. almost um, applying in some way. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about what you've seen and what you think is yeah, coming? Yeah, yeah. what I can speak to, um, last year, I was very fortunate at Graystar to participate in this huge project. Um, it was technology, but more on the talent acquisition side. We, okay. we viewed so many vendors, different platforms. What can we do on the technology piece to help our hiring process, right? And some of the platforms that we saw that correlates with virtual is that there's what we call on-demand videos, right? Okay. Where there's pre-screening questions and it's part of the application process and it's a video. So it might be, okay. you know, one to five questions the candidates answering, just like me looking at this camera, it's like, okay, what's your work schedule? Are you available to work on weekends? What type of culture are you looking for? What is your customer service experience? And there, that video is saved where it's uploaded into the ATS, whatever ATS system a company has. And what is it? Can you just, for everybody that's out here that might not know, what is an ATS system? Oh, applicant tracking system. There you go. All right. Fantastic. Yes. So in the ATS system, they can hiring managers, say community managers, property managers can view these videos and already the pre-screening questions are eliminated. So helping streamline that hiring process um, and then, you know, requesting for that person to come in in-person interview to do more of an in-depth. I see. So that might even be a time saver for, you know, a recruiter yes. like yourself who prior yes. to would, would would do phone screens, you yes. know, so you would call these right. candidates, you'd yes. ask those same maybe four or five intake questions just yes. to see if they're going to move forward. Yes. And this is a way that we can put those four to five intake mm-hmm. questions up on, you know, whatever. What Now, have you found, and I don't know if you know it to this detail, but, mm-hmm. you know, you know, where does it, if a candidate goes to, you know, Indeed or something that's, uh, again, a kind of a search engine out there. Mm-hmm. It, would that be where they would find those questions or if they're applying at Graystar, it you know, would, be, would that be where they would find those questions? It'll be integrated into the platform on the career side. So okay. for Graystar, it'll be Graystar. But gotcha. I'll be honest, I was on LinkedIn the other day posting a position on LinkedIn. They mm-hmm. have the option. It's like, do you want to do um, mm-hmm. pre-screening of videos? So different ah. platforms already have it. Um, mm-hmm. It might even been indeed, to be honest with you, it could have been either two that I was posting on, but they already give that option. It's like, do you want to do a video pre-screening? What questions do you want? That's so great. it's becoming more available. So I think that's something in the future that you're going to see a lot more available that's helping streamline the process as well as seeing these videos integrated into the process. Well, and it also may unintended, like an unintended benefit may make people more comfortable on video so that when they get to that virtual interview that they're more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things we also discussed is that the, you know, technology, you know, isn't slowing down. If anything, it is ramping up exponentially. So Mm -hmm. to have these candidates be able to problem solve and figure out, 
the different technologies as well as us, whether that be through, you know, like Becca said, that that intake question or figuring out how to interview with us traditionally now, this new tradition, uh, I think that shows their adaptability. Um, yeah. You know, with technology, which speaks to them, you know, as far as a potential as a candidate. Um, but I think that's interesting. One of the things we talked about was, you know, should we or could we, you know, record these interviews? Yeah. And when you, you know, when you answer those two or three questions or those intake questions, you know, the candidate is consenting at that point in time. So consent's yeah. handled. When yeah. we're having an interview like this and we want to record it, then we have to have consent from all people. So yes. is that something that as an industry we need to think about too? Um, because it might save, you know, if you're like, hey, I have this interview, you know, this candidate, Nicole Block, here's our interview. Do you, would you like to move forward? Mm-hmm. Um, so you could send that interview to a hiring manager as well and saving lots of time on both sides, the candidate and, yes. you know, and the one that's interviewing. So that's really interesting, um, you know, the, your perspective on that. Has, has Graystar started that yet? We are looking into that right now. Yes. Yes. And it is. And I think part of the application is part of the application. When you apply, you consent to all that. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But very interesting how, you know, something that, you know, we wouldn't have considered, you know, six months ago, you know, definitely not years Mm -hmm. ago, as far as a a video intro or a video Mm -hmm. screening is something that's, that's really just changed because again, we, we have that disruptor, um, in, in COVID-19 and other industries are doing it. I, yeah. That was actually one of the questions that we had in the chat is, have you done interviews that have multiple interviewers involved? And are you seeing that? And how, how does that, how's that working? Yeah, yeah. We actually, um, at Graystar, because we like to have a lot of participation in our interviews. Absolutely. Um, but Graystar, we love to do panel, right? And even virtually. And it is set up similar like this, where there might be one or two people on the call and the main person interviewing, but it's just an open, candid conversation going back around that it looks similar like this. You know, one of the things that we said when we launched this series is that, you know, interviewing is a skill that's done behind closed doors in general. So managers have an aversion to it. They don't know how to do it because they're not shown prior to them being sitting in the seat and being responsible, if you will. Um, So I try to use it also as a coaching opportunity. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if I'm interviewing with another regional manager or another community manager, the hiring manager, you know, we'll prepare together on who's asking what questions. Mm -hmm. um, And then we get to, so then they can kind of get experience when not having all of the responsibility. Uh, So I think that's an unintended positive consequence Mm -hmm. of having these video interviews is because we can all interview from different areas and it's a learning opportunity for the hiring manager. And Nicole, if your T or your recruiter or talent advisor is able to participate, I usually try to lean in, just join where I'm not mm-hmm. leading the conversation, but I'm just there being that, you know, air airplane controller, right? Like, okay, you know, what do you need help? Just to make sure everyone, you know, is okay and comfortable, you know? Absolutely. Well, and comfort mm-hmm. is key, right? So yeah. I think it definitely depends on the skill level of the people that are interviewing, what position you're interviewing for. Mm-hmm. I think we make those decisions on who needs to sit in on that. You know, if you're making those decisions as a as an operator, then you know that's part of your preparation. Who needs to be on this call? Is the candidate you know comfortable with a panel? Do they know it's a panel? Right. We mm-hmm. want to make sure that we're not surprising mm-hmm. them. You know. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. been really beneficial, I I think, and and I've gotten good feedback too from people that are getting experience interviewing where they might not have had as much before. So we have a few more minutes left. Okay. So here's our question. Okay. Um, do you feel like virtual interviewing allows the interviewer to meet more candidates? 
Has it allowed you to see more people and be more efficient with your time? Yes, I most definitely, um, especially for me, because in the stage where I come in, I'm more of the pre-screener, right? So it's helped me sort of, I would say streamline. I don't want to call it because I don't think calling it speeding, right? I call yeah. it streamlining because I still want to learn about the individual, but it's helping me streamline the process, you know, trying to identify if this is the right candidate to share that information out to hiring managers. Again, thank you, Amanda, for your time. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm glad to have met you through this yeah. process and look to you as a resource in the future. I'm glad yeah, that we, same to you. we've been able to meet. Um, before we before we conclude, I did want to remind everyone um, that Be the Next Ambassador has launched. And hopefully you guys have seen that through your um, local outlets on social media. Hopefully you're following the Texas Department Association Education Foundation on all platforms, whether that be LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I mean, we tweet, we do it all. Uh, but I want to make sure that you guys are looking for maintenance superstars. So this one is the maintenance edition. So to be the next um, ambassador for the Room to Grow campaign has been something that we have seen people just flourish and grow. Uh, they've become ambassadors. Um, their potential is limitless. So I want to remind you to um, to submit, to look to your, you know, your future leaders on your maintenance teams uh, and, and recognize them so they can be the next uh, Room to Grow ambassador. The link to the application submission is also going to be dropped in the chat. If you have any questions on that, you can reach out to us on our website. Um, again, on any of our social media platforms, Becca, myself, Amanda, we're, we're definitely here for it. We want to recognize those maintenance teams. Mm -hmm. So again, my name is Nicole Block, and I am thankful to be the host today mm -hmm. and to meet the fabulous Amanda and spend mm -hmm. any time I can with Becca. Um, <laughs> but that concludes our Hints from HR, and we will definitely see you next week. And um, until then, be safe. Thanks, Thanks all.